the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always, always an honor. Today is Wednesday, March the 18th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on March 18, 1940, Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini, they met at Brenner Pass. That was that hideout place that Hitler had. It was impenetrable, they said. Nobody could ever, it's all bombed out now, but nobody could ever get in there. It was the absolute most secure place on the planet, according to Hitler. They had a meeting. They agreed that Italy and Germany would come together in war against France and Britain. That was today in 1940. Today in 1766, Britain repealed the Stamp Act of 1765. The Stamp Act did not go over well. It was one of the first real flare-ups um, probably the worst flare-up that the colonists had with Great Britain and the king. And then it went, <clears throat> went downhill from there, as you, as you know. Today, in 1937, the Americans' worst school disaster, nearly 300 people, most, most of them were children, they were killed in a natural gas explosion at the New London Consolidated School in Rusk County, Texas. Today, in 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an executive order authorizing the War Relocation Authority. That he put in charge of that it was the internment of Japanese Americans. Milton Eisenhower, he was uh, the younger brother of Dwight D. Eisenhower. He, uh, Roosevelt put him in charge of it. He was the director, and that whole process began. That made some deep wounds here on the West Coast, I can tell you, and elsewhere. I remember as a child, some years after 1942, my parents were still talking about that. We lived in the Yakima Valley at that time, where I grew up in Yakima. And um, that that was a mark. People remember that for a generation and more. Well, all that started today in 1942. Today in 1963, the U.S. Supreme Court in Gideon versus Wainwright, they ruled unanimously that some courts were required to provide legal counsel to criminal defendants who could not afford to hire an attorney on their own. That became law, and all courts, state courts, are required. Today in 2005, doctors in Florida, acting on the orders of the state judge, removed Terry Schreibo's feeding tube. Remember that? Despite the efforts, congressional, Republicans, many Political leaders, Christians, conservatives, pro-life people were trying to intervene, priests and pastors, and there were repeated court appeals by her parents, but she died. They pulled the court. She died March 31st, 2005. She was 41 years old. And today in 2018, Vladimir Putin rolled to a crushing re-election victory for six more years. Imagine him winning a landslide. 
who knows who put the ballots in the box, but it doesn't matter. He won a he in Russia. He won a crushing re-election victory for six more years as president. <clears throat> Boy, I'll tell you. Sometimes we think we have problems with our election, and we do. I mean, we need to be very, very vigilant about this, but I've been in a few lesser developed countries, to say the least, that are seen as fully developed countries by American, by the American left. And I've been there during elections sometimes, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, someday when we don't have anything more to do, you and I can sit over a cup of coffee and I'll tell you about it. It's amazing. I mean, it is almost without shame. The ballots are manipulated and destroyed if they're not voting for the right person. And I've seen some of that with my own eyes. It's amazing what goes on, but it does. That attempt is always present in America. That's why we must remain vigilant. But I will tell you, whatever whatever flaws we may have in this country in regards to our elections and whatever else, it does not compare to most of the other countries of the world. They are more deeply flawed and more compromised in most all areas, in my opinion. And that's eyewitness, firsthand. New York Democrat Governor Cuomo made a statement about the president yesterday, last night. He made it again this morning to the press. He said, and I quote, President Trump is doing everything right in regard to the coronavirus problem. Yeah, he said that to the press. And some of the press, before they could catch themselves, they published it. They'll suppress that as quickly as they can, I'm sure. But even the Democrat governor of New York acknowledged that President Trump was doing everything right. Not that there aren't mistakes made, because you don't practice for these kinds of things because you don't know all of the details. But I, you know, of course, agree, and I support Trump as you would know if you listen to this program. But aside from that, I mean, I man, I see that group of doctors they have up there, and I, I see what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're they're counseling America, especially that Dr. Fossey, that Tony Fossey, the smaller guy. He's dynamite. I mean, he's 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 on this stuff, and those others up there, they're terrific. And I I I am glad. I mean, they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. But the president and with the vice president's leadership, Mike Pence, I think they're doing a, a, a fantastic job in riding the storm and, and so to speak, and trying to stay ahead of and, and counsel people to stay home and do what we're told to do. Um, you know, in a country like America, it's kind of hard to it's like herding cats. It's kind of hard to get everybody to do what they're supposed to do. The dictator dictatorial countries don't have that problem. I mean, they, they just tell them to do it, and if they don't do it, the people know they're going to get slammed, you know, maybe exterminated, or they'll disappear in the hinterland somewhere. But in America, people are, there's a freedom, and we just, you know, are kind of do what we want to do. And I noticed yesterday one of the real problems that Fossey and others were, were addressing is that the younger generation the millennials, you know, the the 18 to 34 in that category, especially college students, they're saying, well, we're not going to stay home. And they interviewed this, this one kid was on the beach in Florida somewhere I mean, where kids go every year. A lot of them, millions of them, I get or thousands, not millions, but thousands of them go for spring break. And this they, this one kid was in a car with his girlfriend, apparently, or whatever. And 
had his window down and the sun was shining and he was kind of laid back and some reporter stuck a microphone in his face and said, aren't, aren't you, aren't we supposed to be, you know, staying, you know, home and not out circulated among people? Aren't you afraid you're going to give somebody or you're going to get the, uh, the virus? He said, no, man. He said, I don't care. And she said, the reporter said, well, what if, what if you give it to somebody else? He said, I don't care and buzzed on. So that is kind of encapsulates the big problem that we have here is getting people to do the right thing so that everybody can benefit from it. But we are, I think, Como's right. And you got to know he really believed that or he wouldn't have said it because he's on the other side politically. But I do think the government is doing well and they're doing the very best that they can do under these circumstances or that anyone else could have done. The critics always find things to criticize, but nonetheless, I think they're doing a pretty good job. The president announced this morning, just a few minutes ago, that the U.S. and Canada are closing the border to all non-essential travel. I found it interesting how that, and I don't want to make too much out of this, but it makes a point that I want to make today as in our little discussion here that we have, how that was reported. Some not conservative, but just kind of moderate, not highly politicized news organizations reported this story. They said these words, and I saw the same exact words, the same sentences in a number of of, um, publications this morning. They said, President Trump said Wednesday that the U.S. and Canada will temporarily close their border to non-essential traffic because of the coronavirus pandemic. We will be, by mutual consent, temporarily closing our northern border with Canada to non-essential trade. Trade will not be affected, President Trump tweeted. Canadian and U.S. officials have been discussing how to close the mutual border to try to stem the flow of virus without hindering trade. Truck drivers, Canadians who live part of the time, part of the year in the U.S. are expected to be exempted. Now, when you hear that news piece, you say, wow, uh, the president and Canada was working together. They've been talking about this for some time, and they're going to do this. They're not going to be cutting people off. They're certainly not going to be uh, cutting off trade and trucks from rolling and truck drivers and doing what they do so well. Um, so you read that and you think, well, I, yeah, that, so they've been talking about that. This is a, a reasoned, discussed, uh, well-thought-out uh, decision. It's not a knee-jerk decision. But you read some other news sources, including the Seattle Times. It, some of this was buried deep in the story. But the lead, the teaser, the U.S. and Canada closing border to all non-essential travel. Strict new controls at the southern border and on and on. Nuanced. They're both saying what happened, both reporting what happened. Boy, there's a difference in tone and the words they use to craft the message. And we're going to be seeing more of that, not less of it, as we move forward. I hear I hear people often quoting, good people, conservative people, Christian people, often quoting something they heard in the news that is very misleading, to, not only to them, but to others. In fact, I heard just, I think it was yesterday, somebody said, man, we're not going to have to file our tax taxes this year till later on. And there has been some conversations about that. 
But the fact is, and I've seen news stories that would tend to sort of lead you to believe that, and certainly the people on television. But many taxpayers, not all, many taxpayers will get a 90-day break on their payments. And that's being defined as we speak who the many are, but not all. But you still need to file by April 15. And that's getting lost in this. And so there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of deception, just outright deception on the part of the press. But there's a lot, a lot of just misinformation floating around out there. That, on top of the pandemic that continues to take lives, it is um, difficult times, to say the least. For the Lord shall be thy confidence that shall keep thy foot from being taken. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. All of that except for the proverb, for the Lord shall be thy confidence, written in letters to the church by the Apostle Paul. People who speak for God, the prophets, the Apostle Paul, the disciples, they have always said that because it has always been true. Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knoweth them that trust in Him. Those who put their trust in God, God knows them. He knows you're putting your trust in God in these perilous times in which we lived. And again, Paul writing to the church in Corinth, in the New Testament, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Oh, his troubles were a little bit different than ours, but it all comes down to the same thing. Life, life has bumps, and sometimes the going is tough. And that's why the Bible is filled with promises of God's faithfulness. That's why one of my favorite hymns is, Great is Thy Faithfulness. I sing it, hum it often. I won't put you through that, but I sing it often myself just for my own relationship with the Lord, my own affirmation. I think many of us do in other songs and hymns and scripture. We need that. These are difficult times. There's no mistake about it. But we're going to get through this. And a lot of things are going to change through this process. And not all are going to be bad. It's the the example, and, and it's used in the Bible even. But the example that, that comes to me is that, that we're going through a, a, a change that God is allowing culturally. And I, I just read, and I'm not suggesting the lights won't come back on, but I... I I read an article just a, earlier this morning that all all the lights are out was the was the, the the first line in Las Vegas. They said gambling is dark. Well, you know, gambling is not necessarily a good thing for people, and it's dark. It, yes, they'll turn the lights on, and yes, they'll go back to that. I'm sure, but I'm just saying there's a lot of things that are changing in our culture, and I think this is a time not to panic. Be vigilant, be informed, 
but not to panic because God, God, I'm I'm eternally optimistic about the Lord and His purposes because He has been here before any and all of us ever were, and He'll be here when we are not, when we're gone, and we'll be with Him hopefully if we've made the arrangements here by accepting His Son Jesus Christ as our Savior. And I. I would just say to you, if you're a religious person or maybe a conservative person, you listen to this program and it, for the news, and many of you do, and we talk about the current news. That's why we originate live every morning. This isn't recorded somewhere and sent out. I mean, it's recorded. Some are delayed just due to schedule, radio station schedules and so on. But we start on ACN live every morning. And that's why we do it, so we can talk about what's happening at the moment in that time. So I just want you to know that God is doing something in this. I don't know what all he's doing, but I can see the hand of God moving through the pain and the sorrow and the loss and the fear and the anxiety and all of this. It's going to be okay. I'm not saying it's not going to be tough, but it's going to be okay. Because God always works through the difficulties, the reverses, the storms, the setbacks, You see so many miracles emerge. You see God's purposes emerge. And you can look back and say, wow, this or that happened. It took place. And I don't know what all God is doing, but I can see the hand of God behind it. Not that he caused it. God doesn't cause evil. But God works through evil in spite of evil. And we've got to get a hold of that because more and more we're hearing that people are being overcome by anxieties. And we must not do that. There's no need. And I'm not, we don't need to be ashamed or feel guilty if we have anxieties. But I'm just simply saying God has a better plan for you. And if you could allow him just to fill your heart with his presence, his joy, his word, his promises. You'll get through this and you'll be fine. And if we're not fine, if we die, I mean, let's be honest. As Christians, we're in the presence of the Lord. I mean, that's not exactly a bad thing, but we'll get through this. And God is doing some fundamentally doing some changes, resets in our culture. Maybe we needed to spend more time together in our homes. I don't know. Maybe we needed to do some things. Maybe we need to have more church in our home, in families. There's a lot of things that are happening right now that we... We can't even see clearly, but they'll emerge as we go forward. But deception is rife today. It always is in catastrophes and critical situations. And we'll, we always have, but we'll certainly be vigilant in what we say on this program, and we will present it in a way that is highly sourced. Highly sourced. We're not just making up stuff. We go to great lengths and spend a great amount of time in researching what we say to be sure it's right. You may disagree with the outcome or my opinion, but the facts that we give to the best of our ability have been researched. I got this letter from a lady. God bless you. May the Lord continue to give you wisdom for the world today. Appreciate your program. You are my main news report. I take that very seriously, and many of you make statements like that. And we do the best, the very best, 
that we can do with God's help. So thank you so much, and thank you for your support. We do need it. We need it. If you're a new listener, if the program is new in your area, we need your support to continue to be on. So I would encourage you to pray about it, step up, and to all of you who do support us, thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I want to talk to you a little further about deception. This touches all of us. China is now spreading deception, as well as the coronavirus. The world, the world must look to China, must pay attention, must follow its principles in order to halt the global spread of the coronavirus. That's according to the official communist, uh, the, the Communist China daily newspaper and their website. They put it up over the weekend. In conjunction with this demand, China has hacked into websites in America and Europe and are deliberately spreading panic with misinformation. Despite the fact that the coronavirus was first discovered last year in Wuhan, China, and there have been lengthy stories written, and I don't have time to even get into it today, but, but lengthy stories written and, and research done about how China repeatedly tried to cover this up. And those aren't conspiracy theories. I mean, it just happened. It's well known now, but it's not widely reported. Officials tried for six weeks to conceal the dead, deadly outbreak. China increasingly is now trying to recast itself as the global leader. They're trying to say, we're all in this together, and we are the leader, and we want you to follow our principles. That's what they're saying. On treatment of the pandemic, the Communist China Daily, I read it extensively yesterday, and I've been watching it the last few days. Their news organizations, print and online, they're claiming that the pandemic, quote, is under control in China and Singapore and Japan and the Republic of Korea because they have been following the principles of early detection based on China's leadership. The communist paper goes on to explain that many, particularly the United States, are not taking the virus seriously and must follow China's leadership to save their people. Otherwise, dire consequences will follow. They further claim that They're issuing guidance and instructions to other countries with the full support of the United Nations and the World Health Organization functionaries. I probably think that's true. I I mean, the United Nations is bizarre as far as I'm concerned. But in conjunction with this push to lead the world in our time of medical crisis, China's communist government has launched this massive disinformation effort on the Internet for the express purpose of creating panic, especially in the United States and Europe, but especially in the United States. In addition to claiming their world leadership in abating this pandemic, they're also claiming that our U.S. military actually brought the coronavirus to China. That China didn't bring it to the world, the United States military brought it to China. Yeah, they are. The Communist Global Times published this a different news source, but it's still owned by the government there. They pushed the the latest China mutation of Chinese propaganda by flipping the facts. Theories abound. There's a lot of conspiracy theories around this, but there is actual reporting. There is truth in this that they're claiming this. And I only point this out, one, that you would be informed and be vigilant, but it's an outstanding example of the deception 
that is seeping into our culture today. It's always there, but so much more so now. Suspicions have long been swirling around this infectious disease, the laboratory located in Wuhan, and the story about the meat market and all that stuff. We've been through that over the last number of weeks. But on Monday, the Global Times did it again. They flipped the story. What happened in Wuhan, according to the Chinese government, actually happened in Fort Detrick, Maryland. And the virus was carried to China by the U.S. military, who visited China in October for the military world games, rather than the virus being carried to the U.S. and the world from Wuhan. Well, that's partially true. There was, in October, the end of October of 2019, there were military world games. There was a presence of our military involved in those games. So now, all of a sudden, they're telling the world that, no, we didn't do it. The United States did it. And this disrupts world balance, and it disrupts people in America who are not informed. And they know that. This pandemic is happening because the Chinese government suppressed the truth from being told by Chinese doctors, some of whom died from the virus. They were talking about it. Some of the doctors were honest about it. They were talking about it when it first occurred. And that's been months and months and months ago, way back in early 2019 in some cases. Senator Marco Marco Rubio, to his credit, has been all over this thing. There are no words to describe the absurdity, the accusation, but for those who monitor China's regime, it comes as no surprise, and it doesn't. And he does monitor. He's, he's, he's on committees that do that, but he, he's personally very interested in those kinds of things. But this Chinese diplomat, Yang, is, is this is the first name. I, I can't pronounce the last name. But Yang told the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo on Monday of this week that attempts by U.S. politicians to denigrate China's efforts to curb the Wuhan virus would not succeed and would lead to China retaliating, I guess, against the United States. Pompeo responded with very strong objections, describing the Chinese government's efforts as efforts to shift blame for this COVID-19, as they're calling it now, virus to the United States. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. The, the Pentagon has reprimanded the Chinese government in a, an official statement this week. They called what they're saying false and absurd conspiracy theories around the origin of the virus. It's amazing. But most of the press is remaining quiet on this. Fox News, Breitbart News, And to their credit, the Associated Press are all reporting on this. But most of the news are not. And it's simply because we should know about this because they're they're putting stuff into the Internet and stuff into the news loops that we hear again and again. And these small market, and I mean even large market reporters, but the smaller the market, the more deceptive it is because they don't have the resources, in fairness to them, to do the research. But actually, they're too lazy to do it as well. And that, of course, seeps into the larger markets. They're just not reporting on this. So you have these things out there that, you know, I mean, just bizarre things about this virus and and all. One thing they were putting out this week is that there there is a nationwide quarantine in the United States. And finally, Trump addressed this Monday evening. And again, yesterday, he mentioned it. Pence has addressed it. There is no national quarantine. Trump said, if we need to, we'll do it, but we don't need to now. We need people to just 
act responsibly, and there are local quarantines, but there is not a national quarantine. But they were putting that out, and people were panicking. Could I, can I leave my house? Can I go to work? Can I go to the bathroom? I mean, it was crazy stuff. 